0: Blog talk Radio Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's talk America with host Shayna Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shayna Thornton.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, on this awesome Tuesday night. Thank you for joining us. As always, I am so excited and honored that you have spent, that you have planned to spend the next 30 minutes with us, and hopefully you will not be disappointed. You know, this national radio talk show caters to all of the communities out there. Let's Talk America brings an array of topics and exclusive celebrity guests to your world. And hopefully you know that our refreshing and original programming is for you, and we aim to spotlight the important issues. This national radio talk show is an award-winning program that confronts the real issues of today that are going on. Our featured conversations are relevant to everyone. As always, I do ask that you stay connected to the show and share us with everyone you happen to know. Tell everybody, and I mean everybody, about this show. As you know, we air every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Now, I certainly value your commitment to staying committed to the show. And, of course, you know the tagline, real talk for real people. Real talk for real people. We are making a difference conversation. Right now, please lend me your ear to hear from just a few of our dynamic, dedicated and loyal listeners.
0: Creative Images Photography is a family-operated photography team specializing in weddings and portrait photography, where we create memories one image at a time. For your photographic needs, contact us today at 803-606-4519 or email us at rfw26 at aol.com. Visit our website at www.ciphoto1.com. That's www.ciphoto, the number one.com. Also connect with us on Facebook. Mention this ad and you'll receive 10% off of our silver wedding collection. Remember, creative images photography where we create memories one image at a time. And in the meanwhile, we are listening to Let's Talk America with Susana Thornton. Looking for delicious desserts made fresh from scratch? Phoenix Baking has a variety of desserts just for you and your special event. If you are in the Atlanta area, contact the staff by email at spthorn05 at gmail.com
2: to place your order.
0: Again, that email is spthorn05 at gmail.com. In the meanwhile, the dedicated staff of Phoenix Baking is always listening to Let's Talk America with host Shane. Thornton, each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Join us as we tune in for Exceptional Talk Radio. Thank you. Hi, my name is Kezia Alford. For more information on my music, please go to keziaalford.com. That's K-E-Z-I-A-A-L-S-O-R-D.com
2: or find it online at any digital outlet. I pray that my music blesses your soul and you are currently listening to Let's Talk America with Jane of the Lord
1: Thank you everyone for tuning in with us. We are grateful to have you on board each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Now, do you want to get on the air to say hello? Do you have pertinent community news to share with a national listening audience? Simply email the radio show at Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. Let's talk Shana at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And again, we are taking uh, recommendations for future show topics. If you have a favorite celebrity guest that you would love to have us spotlight, uh, connect with us over email and let us know. Speaking of connecting, of course, there are various... Uh, social media outlets out there, and we are a part of them. If you're on Instagram, please search Let's Talk America radio show and connect with us. If you're on the famous Facebook, simply search Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. And lastly, if you like to send out tweets, please connect with us on Twitter. Know that our handle on Twitter is S.S. Thornton. And remember, of course, all else fails, reason and logic uh, will certainly lead you to your favorite search engine on the Internet and simply put in the show's name. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, and you are bound to find us. We're out there on social media because we know you are. Please connect with us, and let's keep the communication going. Well, tonight's show is a very important one. You know, we're in the midst of hot weather, and everyone loves to go to the pool or the lake or the pond or go to the beach, uh, which is fine, but water safety is key. And water, water safety, we have to talk about it because it is a major concern in all of our communities. Know this, from 2005 to 2009, there were an average of 3,533 fatal unintentional drownings, uh, of course, non boating related, annually in the United States. An additional 347 people died from drowning and boating-related accidents. Know that males uh, pretty much make up the drowning numbers. Nearly 80% of people who die from drowning are males. Children the ages from 1 to 4 years old have the highest drowning rates. Drowning is responsible for more deaths among children 1 to 4 years old than any other causes except birth defects. Minorities. Between 2005 and 2009, the fatal unintentional drowning rate for African Americans was significantly higher than that of Caucasians across all ages. The disparity is widest among children 5 to 14 years old. The fatal drowning rate of African American children ages 5 to 14 is almost three times that of Caucasian children in the same age range. Well, based off those statistics, those alarming, disturbing statistics, I don't need to tell you how important it is for us all to be very aware of water safety right now in 2014. And tonight I have a a dynamic featured guest with us who's going to break all of this down. She's going to talk about some common sense approaches to be careful and why you want to be aware of everybody body of water out there, okay? So we have Jennifer Hill with us tonight. Jennifer Hill, she is amazing. She is an expert swimmer herself, and she started up a really neat swim program in the Atlanta area. So she's going to be on with us tonight to talk about every question or concern you can think of when it comes to water safety, and this issue matters. Matters because it matters to all of our communities. Right now we're going to go over our words of inspiration for tonight's program. Someone very wise once said, it's the little moments that make life big. It's the little moments that make life big. Do enjoy the little moments. Don't take anything for granted and please don't sweat the small stuff. Focus on what really matters. Well, truly, one thing that matters is the safety of our children and adults when it comes to being around any body of water. Talking about swimming pools, ponds, lakes, even the beach, even bathtubs. We're talking about water safety tonight on Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. I am so excited to welcome our featured guest for tonight because I know her personally, and she is very passionate about everybody knowing how to swim and being wise around water. Jennifer Hill is a fully certified American Red Cross water safety instructor and lifeguard. She is a former high school teacher who has dedicated most of her life to teaching adults and our youth swimming lessons. Listeners of Let's Talk America from around the globe, please help me welcome our water safety expert tonight, Jennifer Hill. Good evening, Jennifer Hill. How are you doing? And Welcome to Let's Talk America.
2: Thank you so much, Shana, for having me on the program. Oh,
1: we are so excited because water safety is a real issue. And I'll just go right to it. I just shared with our national listening audience that over 3,500, Jennifer, 3,500 fatal unintentional drownings happen annually in the U.S. Now, the victims are mostly males. Children ages 1 to 4 have the highest drowning rate. This is all too disturbing for me, and I know many others, including yourself. There are likely a variety of reasons why these alarming statistics even exist. But in your professional opinion, why do we continue as a national community to have issues with drownings? And I'm going to ask you the obvious question, is it a water safety concern, or is there something more here that we're missing the boat on?
2: Well, you know, historically, there's always been issues with drowning, and while you think that with education and public awareness, that that would help taper that off, but we're actually in a trend where drownings are, are, are not tapering off as quickly as we would like for them to, and one of the main reasons have been cell phones. Mm. Now, why would you imagine cell phones would come into play with drownings?
1: Mm. Distraction?
2: Yes. Who's watching the children? Oh, wow. When you're so consumed with that cell phone being right there. And a lot of times parents are on that phone instead of paying attention to their children at the pool, or the babysitter is on that phone instead of paying attention to the children she's supposed to be mindful of. Mm. So, you know, we have a lot to do in the way of educating people, not just for the obvious, like you said, the water safety, but, you know, how attentive we need to be to children when they're around water, whether they know how to swim or not. Because even the children that know how to swim still need to be monitored.
1: Mm. And that's a great point, and it's interesting that you did bring up uh, distractions such as a cellular phone, because if I'm correct, I recently read an incident in the uh, national media news where a young child actually drowned because the babysitter who was supposed to provide supervision was on Facebook on the cellular telephone.
2: Yes, ma'am.
1: Yep. A very disturbing fact. And so we're talking about water safety. We're talking about the drownings. We're talking about saving lives, even if it's one extra life this summer in 2014. But Jennifer Hill of the Swim Center just pointed out a very great fact that may be obvious, maybe not to everybody listening in right now. When you are supposed to be supervising or watching or observing the children, please put down the cellular phone. We talk about doing it in the middle of dinner so you can have your focus on your kids to talk about what happened during their day. But let's do it especially when we're around any body of water, even uh, bathtubs. And I know Jennifer's going to talk about that, too, because a lot of parents, I think, still don't take a bathtub very serious. And, of course, this is a concern only when we talk about the really small kids. But I'm jumping uh, too quick. I want to talk more about water safety and swimming. And talking about water safety and swimming, Jennifer, how critical is it to know how to swim efficiently to help prevent drowning?
2: Well, when you talk about swimming efficiently, I always relay it to, you know, those swimmers that are the typical backyard swimmer. You know, they can swim fine, get around fine, and then you have your really efficient swimmers, those who know all six of the different strokes, they're really competent at treading water, and that's when it comes into somebody being a real swimmer. And a lot of times parents don't continue through swimming lessons that far because they see that their kids, you know, are Safe enough that they can just get around the pool, and they end swimming lessons at that point because maybe they don't want them to learn all the strokes or go onto a swim team, and they're looking at it more from a sport sport perspective at that point. When really, the more tools you have in your toolbox the better prepared you're going to be for any circumstance that you yeah. find yourself in and so knowing all of those different strokes being very proficient at treading water and just being a very efficient strong swimmer overall it's not just so that maybe you could be a lifeguard or be on a swim team someday but it's also so that you know you could save your life someday with any situation involving water that you might happen to find yourself in so mm. it's very important to be a very efficient swimmer not just a good enough backyard swimmer
1: okay and and that's interesting Back- yard swimmer i never heard that term before but you're saying be able to do more than just the fun things of jumping off and flipping in the water you're saying efficiently know how to swim and do different activities that will allow you really to survive right if you're in trouble
2: Yes. Yes, ma'am. I often relate it to a gymnast. You know, just because you can do cartwheels and somersaults in the backyard doesn't mean that you would consider yourself a
1: gymnast. <laughs> so it's the same thing between being a swimmer and being a backyard swimmer. Good point. That's a good point. You know, now, Jennifer, I'm going to be upfront front with you. We have all heard in the news that people have drowned. And yet. They knew how to swim. In fact, I've heard of situations where you will see the family members get on television or get on radio programs after uh, the fatal drowning and say they were considered even a good swimmer. From a logical perspective, this may be hard for a lot of people to comprehend. But, Neil, I know you have a lot of professional and personal experience with swimming and, and water safety. How is it possible to know how to swim and yet still drown? Tell us.
2: Okay, well, there's a couple of different viewpoints on it. Let's take the adult swimmer who... They're they're an all-right swimmer. They're not necessarily the best, but they're confident and they can get around. It's very easy, or even this could even happen for a child. It's very easy to get disoriented where you don't know which way is up okay. or you just simply cannot plant those feet on the floor and stand up. Okay. When we're teaching adult classes, um, it's very easy to teach adults how to belly float and to back float. The thing that they have the hardest time with is how to stand up from that float, and we spend a lot of time just working on coming out of the float to plant those feet on the floor and stand up. So okay. it's very easy to get disoriented in the water. I remember reading an article one time about a baptism in a lake where a six foot tall man drowned in five feet of water. Mm. And you think about how did that happen? Well, he was at the back of the crowd and there was, you know, like a pothole, like a ditch. And he backed up into it and just the drop in, in the small amount of elevation right there took him off guard. He lost his footing and he just simply could not plant his feet on the bottom to get stood straight back up. Wow! And he was six foot tall and drowned in five feet of water. Then there's also the other side of it that I think is very important to point out. When you have somebody that's a very efficient and confident swimmer, and let's say they go in to help somebody else, okay, and they end up drowning. people don't realize how difficult it is to help somebody else when they're in panic mode in the water and even as a good swimmer that victim will grab on you and leech onto you and pull you under and it is so difficult to try to forced back and pushed back up against that. Almost every time you hear that the rescuer and the victim both drowned, that rescuer knew how to swim yes. because they're not going to go out there and jump in that water if they don't know how to swim. Okay. They knew how to swim, but that victim grabbed onto them and pulled them under, and they probably thought, you know, I can keep, I can keep pushing and I yes. can push up against them, and they just were not able to.
1: Mm. And, you know, that is an unfortunate component of drowning or finding yourself in trouble where you thought you were perhaps were tall enough, even if you didn't know how to swim. I'm sure that comes into play with some drownings. I'm tall enough to be in the water, and they don't realize that they're sinking in or uh, there's anything that's drifting that's happening, and they're panicking. And panic and fear probably takes out all sorts of reason or common sense or calming down, right? The panic is the worst part of it, Right?
2: Right, and let me, you know, elaborate on that just a little bit. You know, it, it, as a lifeguard, many a times, the most often, like, what we call the the basic rescues, the simple assists that we've had to do is when there's a dad waiting for maybe their three-year-old son to jump in the water and they're going to catch them, okay. and they don't realize that when he jumps in, it's going to be very difficult for the dad to hold him up and himself, and so as a lifeguard, there's many times that lifeguards have to get in to assist these dads, you know, and you can warn them up front, but they but, you know they get that ego going, that macho-ness, oh, this is my son, I can help him, okay. and then next thing you know, you're having to get in to help them and and you know help them both get to the site. Mm. So it is very important, and if you are in that situation, like let's say your child truly is drowning, and you have to jump in there to go help them. Once that kid grabs leeches onto you and is pulling you under, as a parent, you're you don't You don't have the natural instinct to do what you really need to do. What okay. you really need to do is to throw them off of you, swim okay. away from them, and regroup, refocus. Mm. And that's not, you know, that's not your motherly instinct. Yes. To get your child off of you. No. But in order to save your life and for you to be able to help them, because you have to be in a position that you're in control of the situation. That's right. You've lost control of the situation. You have to be able to reapproach in a method that you are in control of the situation. The best rule of thumb when somebody is in trouble is reach or throw, don't go. Okay. Stay where you're safe, reach something out to them, throw something out to them that floats. Don't get in with them physically unless it's impossible for you to reach or throw. Okay. If you do have to physically get in with them, approach them from behind. Okay. So that way they can't grab onto you. Swim far enough away from them that their, their arms cannot reach out to you and approach them from behind.
1: Yes. Approach them from behind and reach and throw first. Reach and throw first. Uh, powerful information. Jennifer Hill of the Swim Center out of Atlanta, Metropolitan, she is with us. And we're talking about water safety. We are trying to prevent drownings, if we can, uh, lower that number because the uh, current statistic is very disturbing and alarming. Now, you know, Jennifer, obviously there are campaigns that are going on right now. I see the commercials on television, I hear it on radio programs, where they talk about be mindful if you have a small child and going uh, to answer the, the door or answering the telephone and leaving a toddler, a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old in the tub, the bathtub alone. You know, how critical is it to fully understand the potential dangers of any body of water? Because I think we think of pools, we think of the lakes, the ponds, the beach, you know, here's the big ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean. That's overwhelming. But they think a lot of moms and dads who love their kids, they mean well, Jennifer. They're thinking, well, you know, what harm is it? There's not much water in that bathtub. They can't drown. Please tell us the the realistic professional uh, perspective of even a bathtub can be dangerous.
2: Yes, ma'am. Even your washing machine can be dangerous. There was a mother that left a two-year-old. She had the top-loading washing machine. She left the two-year-old sitting on top of the dryer while she went to gather up some more clothes. You know, that top-loading washing machine starts filling up with water. She was gone maybe 30 seconds. When she came back, that two-year-old was face down in that washing machine underwater. Um, oh. I think a lot of times it makes me think of the movie Ray Charles. You know, we oh, yes. as a set sort of seen the movie Ray Charles and remember the story about his brother, yes. his younger brother, yes. drowned outside in the wash bucket. Yes, um, disturbing. So so there are so many circumstances. You know, we do live around lots of ponds, lakes. There's, when it rains, water puddles up in areas that you wouldn't even think about it puddling up in. You get, especially a young child, you know, a one-year-old that's, you know, on their new legs still. It's very easy for them to trip and be face down, and you don't want them to be face down in that puddle of water. Mm. And when you hire a babysitter, I think that that's the time to be most, Attentive to it, too, to make sure that that babysitter understands the dangers of the water around the house. Yes. And not just the pool, but all the other situations that those young children could get into. And parents have to be mindful of that, too. We already talked about the cell phone and the distraction that that can be. It takes less than an inch of water, Mm. and a drowning can happen.
1: Mm. Realistic, uh, but yet still alarming to me. Now, you just spoke of young kids, and we know the statistics that a child, one to four years old, uh, tend to be the most vulnerable when it comes to the statistics of drownings in this nation. But generally speaking, at what age uh, would you feel comfortable? or trust a child alone around a body of water. And I mean and this may be a very obvious answer to you, but for the parents out there that have two and three year olds and they're saying, Well, should I still stick around for the bath when they're seven or eight? When is it a good idea to say, Okay, I trust you around that body of water to take a bath alone or around the pool in the backyard?
2: You know, I've never really thought about it as far as for a bathtub at what age you would say that they would be safe. Um I mean, I would think maybe a five-year-old and up, but as far as a pool goes, they should never be left unattended around a pool. Okay. And even, even Olympic swimmers never go swimming by themselves. They do not train by themselves. There's okay. always a buddy system. Okay. And so we teach children, it's a two-part rule. It's swim with a buddy in a supervised area. So that way you have somebody supervising you and that supervisor has to be an adult or a lifeguard. But then in addition to that, you're swimming with a buddy so that if you were to get into trouble, your buddy can call out to whoever's supervising for help.
1: Okay, okay.
2: Children of all ages should be supervised around, around a pool or a body of water, and then even as they grow into adulthood, they should always swim with a the buddy. They should never go swimming by themselves.
1: Okay. So be smart. Use, you're saying just use some logic, and even when it goes back to the bathtub, you're saying a five-year-old, as long as they're mature enough and, you know, not doing anything sort of really different or extreme in any body of water. And you're saying even as an adult, um, and like you said, even the Olympic swimmers, when you're going swimming, always make someone aware or alert or to join you, so be careful of swimming solo, right? Exactly, Mm, yes, ma'am. Powerful information that I know, Jennifer, will help save lives. We just have a few more minutes on the show, and we have so much to talk with you about, and we're going to have to have you back on. But I've got to know this. We talked about fear some. I know a lot of adults who are successful, who are great people, who are sharp, but yet they fear water. And I think some of this could have came from perhaps childhood experience. Maybe this fear of water was passed down from their parents. Uh, what advice do you have for that individual who's listening in right now? They're listening in from Dallas, Texas, they're listening in um, out of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, But they are so horrified of a pool, of the beach. Uh, They love looking at photos of the beach, but they would never get in any body of water. But they still want to know how to swim. They want to go swimming with their grandchild. They want to be able to help save their daughter's life, even though they're fearful of water. What's your advice to them to help them get over this fear and to take the First step on faith to learn how to swim.
2: Well, like Nike says, just do it. Okay. If you if you want to do it, find a place in your community that that offers adult swimming lessons. Um, you know, the instructor should be very compassionate and understanding about those fears and those tormental, um, you know, those tormented experiences that they may have had when they were younger. When we teach adults, one of the first things that we do in the first class is have everybody go around and explain why did they decide now to swim. And you start hearing these stories about the things that happened to them when they were younger, and it makes them feel so much better to hear other people in their class with similar phobias and similar fears and traumatic experiences. So, you know, find a class... uh, Misery loves company in a way, you know, so you get in with other people that are like you, and you start to see, well, if she's doing it, and I know she's just trembling and she's scared, so I can do it. That's right. And a lot of times adults, once they get into the class, they realize that they can do it, and it's such an empowering feeling, and then it almost becomes like an addiction because they just want to learn more, and they want to learn more. Wow. And it's such a rewarding experience as adults for them to finally get that emotional freedom from this the torment that they've been feeling all these years. Yes,
1: yes and to be able to break the bondage of fear and learn how to swim. Powerful, powerful. And I do want to say I know there may be individuals with budget concerns or some, they're in some tough financial situations. Uh, check with your city programs, your county programs, because often, right, Jennifer, they have programs where they're free or very minimum in cost to help individuals learn how to swim of all ages, right, from the toddler even to a, an aging uh, senior citizen.
2: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Sometimes it just takes some research and digging into it to try to find some of those opportunities, but there are opportunities. And you hate for anybody to feel like that they can't learn to swim because of financial barriers. Yes. Because the worst thing would be for somebody to ha- suffer a loss and then feel that that feeling of, you know, I wish I would have had the funds to be able to have gotten them swimming lessons.
1: Mm. Powerful. Real talk for real people. Jennifer, as we begin to wrap up, we have to get out of here, but we will have you back on for sure. How can our national listeners learn more about your swimming services?
2: Well, our program is called The Swim Center, and you can look us up online, theswimcenter.com. You can also contact us at 770-507-7400. We are based just south of Atlanta, Georgia, but if you have listeners from other areas of the country, I would not mind at all of them calling or emailing us to get information, tips, anything that we might be able to do to reach out long distance to help them along their aquatic journey and their aquatic success.
1: Hmm. Dynamic information. Jennifer Hill of the Swim Center, you are a jewel. Please keep advocating for water safety and doing all that you do. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Shana. Have a good day.
1: Let's come together as a national community to cut down on the drownings here in the United States and everywhere across the world. 2014 is that year. We're going to make it happen together as one. Well, I so thank you for joining us tonight. This show, this segment was very important. And do share the information with family, friends, and colleagues. If you're interested in hearing this segment or any other segment, again, you can always catch the replay, the rewind, if you will, free, it's simple, simply visit www.blogtalkradio.com slash Shana Thornton and you will see all of our previously aired shows and also you can catch the upcoming show schedule. Thank you for everything everyone, stay committed let's keep the conversation going all content original copyright 2014 by Shana Thornton. See you next week everyone